Yanmark scores! Matias Yanmark, short-handed goal! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Puck comes out high. Watt gets the puck off to the races. Into the zone. The righty. Right circle. Backhander. He scores! What a move! Nicholas Watt gets the Knights back in the lead. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace live from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. The day is finally here. It is our end of season jersey giveaway and in just about 90 minutes or so I will announce the winner of this beautiful gold Golden Knights jersey. It is right behind me. I've got my eyes on it. It is gorgeous. And if you came down here throughout the various weeks that we were here, number one, thank you very much. We appreciate it. It's fantastic for you to come out. And number two, if you are a winner, well, listen for your name. That's all we've got. I will give that name out in about 90 minutes or so as we broadcast live here from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Darren Millard, he's inside Studio 31. Chris Chapman is live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... So let me get this straight. Somebody today becomes a two-time winner yes. on the VGK Insider Show. That is correct, yes. And, and just by virtue of coming down here and allowing us, affording us the opportunity... Uh, in conjunction with the Oyo Hotel and Casino to give that person tickets to either a game or a show. And then you have the opportunity of being a double winner with a gorgeous gold Vegas Golden Knights jersey. That is awesome. So a double winner today. Yes. And yeah. Vegas needs three wins this week. That's how quickly it can happen. Two winners today, double winner today. You need three wins this week. It's a whole lot to, to get your head around, I know, uh, given the frustration and the disappointment at the end of yesterday. But the first half hour belongs to you on the VGK Insider Show. 702-876-1340. Some callers already in the queue. But uh, give us a shout and let us know what you think. Uh, and let's start off with Stephen in Australia in the VGK Insider Show. Stephen, how are you? Oh, it is so good to hear the voice of one Darren Millard again <laughs> on the radio. Um, now, I've got a question for Ryan, and I'll get to that in a second. But, Darren, I need you to do me a favor. So, last week, the Global Series was announced. Yes. And I know that you have a lot of calls within the NHL. You have a lot of connections. I've called you up before, general manager, all that stuff. So, you know how to get things done. Get me my Global Series game here in Australia, please. I would love that. I'm, I'm not even joking, Stephen. As soon as I saw the Global Series list and where they were going, I appreciate exactly what the National Hockey League is trying to do and, and making happen uh, with these destinations, uh, Germany and, and Czech Republic. Uh, it's awesome, and they are amazing cities and amazing places to uh, to. Uh, enjoy the game and follow the game but australia would be a rock star trip now you might have to do it early and uh, because of the travel and and it's a 
expensive, but sign me up all day long. Now, if we were going to put the Global Series in Australia, where are we playing the two games? So I, I've worked this out. You would have four games in total. Okay. And like to, to make it work for the American audience, you would have one Eastern Conference team show up. You would, I'm sorry, two Eastern Conference teams, two Western Conference teams. You would run them as double headers. You would do it so that the Western Conference teams play around one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon um, on one day, and then the Eastern Conference teams would play around nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. That would maximise. You have to do it on a Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, somewhere around there to maximise the crowd numbers in Australia while still satisfying the US audience TV broadcasters because otherwise you're going to have games airing at 4am and if I'm a broadcaster and I'm paying for the New York Rangers, I don't want them playing at 4am. But if you're using your Eastern Conference teams, how good does breakfast hockey sound at 7am in the morning? But are we going? Are, where are we going? Adelaide or Perth or Melbourne or where? where where's um, the hockey? Where's the probably, Toronto, New York uh, of the of Australia hockey? You'd probably do. So you'd probably do one night in Sydney, one night in Melbourne, uh, okay. both as double headers, just because travel logistics is where most people reside in those two cities. So that's probably where you do it, and you can have some great promotional experiences, all that sort of stuff. So you can really get some content out in the space of. Four or five days, so that that would I, I think that's the best way to do it. You have um, warmed my heart, buddy. Now, now my question for for Ryan is, and I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you know, I, I I've become a little bit jaded with the way things have played both on ice and off ice this season. When I rang in, um, you know, we saw further stuff of that over the weekend. Like when when last night happened, and Logan Thompson letting that that goal in the shootout. I cursed, which I probably shouldn't have done in front of a customer at work, but, you know, whatever. Um, turned the game off. And then I just came to the realisation I was calm. I was content that if last night is the end of the season, and I know it's not over yet, but if last night is the end of the season, I'm okay with that. Am I, am I wrong for feeling like that, that I'm okay if last night was the end of the season? Um, I no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that you necessarily are. It's, it's one of those situations where I, I think objectively, you, you end up looking at this season from, from a Golden Knights angle, and there's been a, a lot of turmoil in terms of injuries, in terms of just kind of how it's felt like a, one of those seasons that, that just hasn't really clicked all year long. Um, you know, it's, it's last night I think was a microcosm of, of the entire year of the entire season. And, and, you know, I think that there's also a lot of fatigue just in general surrounding um, sports surrounding the, the last year and a half and, and understanding that you've essentially played two full seasons of hockey over the last 17 months. Like it's, it's a lot. And I I don't think that that there's really anything wrong with, with kind of coming to grips that, you know, maybe, maybe you just need, a break for a little while to rekindle that that fire and you'll be ready to go uh, come training camp next year uh, here's why i think that uh, that you're all right with that uh steven is when you lose to the san jose sharks after you beat them 11 straight times and you fall with uh with two goals in the final couple of minutes of the third period you're like okay it, nothing's gonna work and and let's just just uh pack up get ready and go next year that said 
I think that tomorrow night is is a real opportunity, and then Wednesday against Chicago. I I do believe in my heart of hearts it comes down to the uh, to the final game on Friday. I don't know whether it, we're getting in. Uh, I don't know whether it ends up uh, on our favor, but I do have this gut feeling that it's going to push it uh, right to the very end with the unpredictability of the season. And Stephen, thanks for the call. Uh, I love your idea of the uh, of of going global in Australia with the National Hockey League, and I will I will further that on uh, with the powers that be, uh, my friends in the National Hockey League office, about uh, about taking the National Hockey League game down there uh stephanie stand by but first let's go to line two and mike you're on the vgk insider show what an honor to talk to darren with one r once again <laughs> it is great to have you back sir it really really is and i hope you'll come up and say hi to the super fans maybe next time we have practice whenever that is next week okay i'm hearing it i'm believing it i want to talk about two things i guess you'll talk about Well, obviously, the panda in the room is something that needs to be discussed. But the other thing is what we now know as the path. And to me, it would seem, am I wrong on this? The path does not necessarily go through Dallas. I mean, obviously, we have to win every game. But the Predators have to pay the Flames and the Avalanche over the next three days. That is something that I don't think they are going to handle very well. And if they lose both games and we go into Friday with identical records, which is entirely possible, would we have the, once again, the playoffs? Would we be able to have the tiebreaker in on our side? I understand what you're saying, Mike. I, I really do. And, and there's so much speculation about the path. And uh, for the longest time, it was the Pacific Division. And now uh, it's down an outside look at, uh, at Nashville. Uh, the, the bonus point that Nashville claimed yesterday in their loss to Minnesota and the point that Vegas uh, let slip through their fingers, that two-point swing in my heart took Nashville out of the equation as far as a team that, uh, that is catchable. It's just it's, it's too much. You're, you're, you're looking at, uh, at, a, at, a, at a gap with three games to go that's, uh, that's difficult to, to overcome. Oh, when you're when you're talking four points, Dallas, okay. Vegas, that's that is the the easiest one from, and it might be just the concussion talking, Mike, uh, where I don't want to I don't want to get too complicated, and and I need to take the the path of least resistance. But I'm looking at at Dallas, and and it's it's three points with three games to go. Normally, I would say that is as steep as it gets, but. If you win in regulation tomorrow night and you follow it up with Chicago, big ifs, uh, I, I think it, it puts so much heat even on a, a lower-end uh, opposition that Dallas is going to face down the stretch. Uh, I, I think that that's the way to go. And I also love, and when you bring up Nashville and, and Dallas, I love that they're the two most inconsistent, uh, hard-to-predict teams in the league. And whether it's good or bad, uh, they seem to surprise us in different ways or disappoint us in different ways. I think that's the the two best teams to be chasing. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, I think the Los Angeles Kings, that's a team that, that quite frankly, just needs one point out of their their final two games, and and they're in, barring anything that the Golden Knights do if if they win out. Um, to, To kind of get into the weeds of your question there, Mike, 
the Predators have 35 regulation wins. The Golden Knights have 33. So in your scenario, um, what would end up happening is if the Golden Knights win the next two games in regulation and the National Predators lose their next two games in regulation, they would be tied in regulation wins. Uh, regulation overtime wins. Nashville has 41. Vegas has 38. So um, yeah, the... the they would be tied on that first tiebreaker. The the Panthers would or the the Predators would likely have that second tiebreaker. So um, I, I agree with Darren in that you're you're probably chasing right now the Dallas Stars, regardless of how difficult the path seems for Nashville down the stretch. Uh, I just have a feeling they're going to get enough points. I think that they're far and away gone, um, and I think the Dallas Stars are really the only team that that you're focused in on if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, whatever may happen in the days to come, it has been a wonderful ride. And, uh, Darren, if anybody ever says, I feel your pain, I had the exact same accident. So I did feel your pain. Well, the, the good part about me is uh, I don't have any recollection of it. So uh, outside of these scars that people can see, that's about the only pain that I, that I really did uh, feel because of the, the memory loss. So thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. We'll see you over at City National Arena in the next uh, coming days, hopefully for practice, getting ready for round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, next week. Uh, we have a line open, 702-876-1340. The first block belongs to you on the VGK Insider Show. A couple of callers standing by. Let's go to Stephanie on line number four. Stephanie, how are you? We're doing great. So, first off, it's really good to have you back, Darren. And Chris uh, had me nervous on Friday when Chris missed the show. I said that somebody needed to watch Chris and keep him safe. So, so glad, glad that he's back. I, I'm you. not even sure what happened to Chris because Chris was out. And then he was at the game asking questions. And I, and I said to our producer, I'm like, I thought that guy was in the hospital. And then he's in the front row of the, uh, the media conference asking questions. So uh, I'm, I'm impressed with uh, Chris's revolve, resolve. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel kind of like, uh, like Stephen on uh, their call that, you know, if the season is over, it's over. Um, but these next three games, uh, as, a, as a, somebody who's a fan of a football team who is just years and years and years, game and enjoying it for what it is and hoping for a win. So that's why I'm just looking at these last three games is, you know, hopefully that we can go through and get some wins and just close out the season on a, a good note. And, you know, who knows? If, if we do go through and do that and get some help, we could get into the playoffs. But right now, I just want to see wins and, and see, see progress. And, of course, with the news about Panda, um, I just Gosh, I just hope the best for him. I hope that he has a easy recovery, easy surgery, and and comes back and is you know back to his old self. It, he's such a great player and a great human being, and I feel like he got so much just piled on him this year and fought through so much and and the best. Uh, we are going to bring everybody up to date with the uh, Panda news. There's some Jack Eichel uh, news that's making its way around. Also want to remind everybody what happened at the end of the game last night. Not in the goal-scoring department, but uh, some accolades uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. But, uh, Stephanie, appreciate it. I love, I love that uh, angle that Stephanie takes right now. And that is uh, the fact that maybe you're playing with a bit of house money. Uh, and... You, you, you can have some of the pressure off and, and watch it with uh, with a little less 
uh, pressure or intensity or anxiety uh, these last three games, and maybe it comes out in our favor because of that, Ryan. Yeah, I, I think that that's an incredibly wise way of looking at the final three games for the Vegas Golden Knights, just simply because, um, you know, I, I think I think right now you're you're focused in on just that next game. I, I think that that kind of takes it to. Uh, the level that we've seen from from the players on the ice that you, you got to kind of flush that last game you got to go into the next one anything can happen and and just take the game for what it is at face value so um, I, I think it's a wise decision it's a wise way of looking at the final three games and just enjoy your team right you you're if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan if you are a fan of this team go into these final three games just enjoying that you've got three more games at least left in the regular season for the Vegas Golden Knights, left in the season for the Golden Knights, and who knows, maybe more. Robin Leonard is done, however. We'll bring you up to date with uh, the release that came out uh, just a couple of hours ago when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights. There's a bit of misinformation. Uh, Some outlets are reporting one thing. Uh, I can tell you that it's another, and I just want to clarify that, and we'll get into it in more detail in segment number two, plus the Jack Eichel uh, news. But uh, back to the phone line, 702-876-1340. It's the VGK Insider Show. Fernando, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, good to see you back on TV and on, hear you on the radio. <laughs> Thank you. pleasure. And um, last night's game was a, a tough one, but um, I'm still on the positive train. I, I think tomorrow night, um, we're going to win 3-2 to two in a close one, and I think we'll grab the last playoff spot on the last game of the season. I think I predicted that before about a month ago. But uh, in my Sunday games at 7 o'clock, I would come up. What, uh, it's almost what gives 10 o'clock you the... on a Sunday night, and everybody's going to get home around midnight. What's the confidence and, um, uh, in, in, in you for tomorrow night's game against Dallas? So when you put these two rosters against each other, where do you side with Vegas and what gives you that, uh, that edge? I like our scores. I mean, I like our scores, and I know Logan's going to start tomorrow and, uh, and with the goaltending too, but I, I think um, um, Carlson and um, Stone are going to come through and, and hopefully Max too. And... Um, after the game last night, it was kind of weird having the awards show and everybody getting the awards, and I was watching the players' um, um, faces and stuff like that. It's like, oh, this is tough. That was a tough loss. And I thought for sure Stone's puck was going to go into the into the empty net. Yeah. I mean, um, I think the last five years we led the, um, the NHL in um, post hits. I stopped counting at 250. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize that. Uh, you know, it's yeah. it's it's a really interesting journey that these teams take, and Nashville and uh, San Jose can certainly uh, jump in on this and support me. But you get so close, you think the next year is going to be your opportunity. Well, Dallas got to a Stanley Cup final, and they haven't got back. Vegas has been knocking on the door more times than most uh, in in getting to a third round. Uh, trying to get back to a Stanley Cup final. These these two teams, a couple of years ago, Ryan, in the bubble, were the third-round matchup in the yeah. Stanley Cup playoffs for the right to go against the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And now, tomorrow night, they will face off with the Stanley Cup playoff berth on the, on the line. Well, hopefully, um, we'll, we'll come out on top 3-2, and the other teams will falter. I love and, it. Uh, okay, take care, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Fernando. Appreciate it. Uh, it's 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 wild 
how quickly it can change from trying to get to the ultimate stage in a Stanley Cup championship to now just trying to, to lock your spot up. Yeah, I mean, it gives you a really clear indication of, of how difficult it is to be among the elite teams in the league year in and year out. And, you know, again, for the Golden Knights, I think you, you know, you look at this season, you look at the adversity that, that was faced by way of injuries and, and everything. Um, the fact of the matter is Golden Knights are coming down to the wire. They, last night hurt their chances. Last night hurt because now Vegas needs help other in other spots. They need to win out, and then they're going to need help. But the fact of the matter is uh, you give a team – three opportunities you give a team this opportunity this late in the season to find a way to make their to make their way in to punch their ticket uh, i think you'll take that given the context of this entire season jake ottinger and logan thompson have never been in this spot that they will be placed in tomorrow night uh two young goaltenders uh who have seasoned uh either by taking the long way or uh, by being in the minors, uh, and they are the guys uh, who were not in the picture when these two clubs met in the bubble a couple of years ago. So that's different, and mm-hmm. I wonder how pressure affects them down the stretch. And then just being able to, like Vegas has been able to score some goals lately, and does that give them an edge in this very important game that both sides want to win in regulation? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for the Golden Knights, it's about trying to, to balance out that, that consistency, right? And uh, last night was an interesting one in that the Golden Knights were rolling four lines. Will Carrier back in the lineup. Everything's looking good through 40 minutes. Then Keegan Colasar goes down, and, and the Golden Knights are in an all-too-familiar situation where they've got to kind of rotate guys through and double-shift guys in the third period. And, you know, it... it, it if the Golden Knights have a full complement of players, if they're able to have four lines and they're able to roll them over, um, and, you know, Mark Stone, I, I know that we're, we'll highlight the, the miss on the empty net, but I thought last night was probably the most comfortable Mark Stone has looked in a game since returning from injury. I mean, I, do I think the Golden Knights can score goals against the Dallas Stars? Yeah, absolutely, I, I do. Um, but, I mean, this game is vitally important to Dallas. If Dallas wins this game, they're essentially in. Yeah. Like, that's what's on the line here. So uh, you're not going to get a, a Dallas team with nothing to play for. This is a team that does not want to have this come down to the final game of the regular season to figure out if they're in. They're going to want to take care of business tomorrow, and the Golden Knights are going to have to match that. And regulation is a huge part of the result uh, tomorrow night. Back to yep. the phones. 702-876-1340. God, I missed this. Uh, Kevin from the Dakotas, you're on the VGK Insider Show. Hey, guys. Hope everything's well. Hey, I got a couple questions for you. Uh, number one is, so we're going into the, this game against Dallas. Who do you think are like some of the key matchups that maybe we could take advantage of? I just feel like, you know, Dallas when we played him in the past, has, has kind of shut us down offensively. Uh, I'll go with this. Uh, Dallas is very much a one-line team this year, and, and, and it's not Jamie Benn or Tyler Sagan or Alexander Radulov that, that are involved in that one-line team. Uh, you've got uh, Robertson and uh, Pavelski who have been great, absolutely outstanding this year. 
Uh, so that that's the unit, that's the line that I that I look to stop, uh, and being able to focus on on one line or put the pressure on one line. Uh, Pete DeBoer has been really effective in that in the past, uh, whether it's uh, Connor McDavid and his unit or the Colorado Avalanche and Nate McKinnon. Uh, I think that's what it comes down to tomorrow night is, is shutting down that top unit of Dallas. And then uh, I guess if, so if we do squeak, squeak into the playoffs, it sounds like we're going to be matched up against Colorado. Um, how do you think our matches are going to look there? I mean, what would be the keys? We seem just to be a little inconsistent. And we'd we'd have to fix some of those woes, you know, especially if we're going to play a team like Colorado. Yeah, I, I think uh, goaltending will be uh, a, a real big question mark uh, in that series uh, with Darcy Kemper against uh, what I assume would be Logan Thompson. So that's where I would start it uh, in, in that situation. But pressure and expectations will very much. Uh, way on the side of the Colorado Avalanche who, who can't get past the second round and you saw the outburst last year by some of their top players in the frustration and it will be bonus time for the for the Vegas Golden Knights and with the way that Pete DeBoer has been able to coach against uh, that unit and that group uh, this year uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Vegas by pulling off the upset I, and here's the other thing uh, Kevin I, I would love to have this conversation in much deeper fashion next week like it, nothing would make me happier than than being able to do that but there's uh there's right. a little bit uh little bit uh, on the uh on the picture before that no nope, i hear you hey you guys have a great night you too uh be safe out there todd uh you are our last caller wrapping up the week on the vgk insider show what's up guys <clears throat> how are you i'm good I wish we could have pulled that out. I can't believe yeah. we choked that game up like that. And, Darren, I hate to tell you, but the power play still stinks. I mean, we might have got a goal yesterday and one the other day, but when you have minute 30 left in overtime with a man advantage and you, you can't put one in and you can't elevate the puck, you know, you put it into the guy's blocker pad time and time again all game long, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Well, I actually didn't mind the power play yesterday, and I know you'd like it to click uh, oh numerous God. times. Oh, my God, you always say that, Darren. Uh, Come I, I know, on, but, but, hey, but But seriously, you, you said it yourself. It's scored lately. And and I don't know what your expectations are on a nightly basis. Do you want it to score three times? Do you want it to score four times? That's unrealistic. Uh, no, I know uh, that's never going to happen, but I, I want him to score when we need it the most, and we can never do that. Yeah, and, and you're one player that has kind of skirted uh, the conversation over the last 20 hours has been James Reimer, who was fantastic throughout that game. And oh my uh, J- God. James Reimer uh, he has wasn't taken fantastic. This... When oh. you shoot it right into him, that's not fantastic. Oh, I thought I thought I thought Reimer was awesome yesterday. Oh my God! Really? We make Reimer look like an all star, and we make the the uh, Hamburglar look like an all star. When's yeah. the last time them two guys won a game? Until, oh. until they won against us. Yeah, Reimer's been on a real uh, struggle lately. Uh, I think it was seven games in a row uh, coming into it, and, uh, and Hamburglar had changed teams. Uh, that was his, his first time with, it, with his new team. But, uh, but if you're going to talk pedigree, uh, uh, Hamburglar's got one of the greatest runs in National Hockey League history, and, and I'm, I'm a Reimer fan. I, I thought Reimer was good yesterday, uh, and you obviously disagree with me. Uh, on that front, but uh, but he he was the difference between 
San Jose being able to get that to uh, to an extra session? Well, the reason why they got to an extra session is because they tried harder than us at the end of the game, period. You, really? you, you have a two-goal lead with two minutes and change left, and you, and you choke it up. That's a choke job, any way you look at it. I don't care how you want to sugarcoat it or whatever. That's a royal choke job. Yeah, I didn't. And think... then once again, you lose to a team you should beat. Absolutely, that's that's the the, the hardest part. And I mentioned off the top of the show, uh, Todd was was the fact that uh, when people want to turn the page on this season, even though there's three games to go and you still have a mathematical chance to to get in, it's because uh, all of a sudden you you lose to the San Jose Sharks uh, and and you fall and you lose the uh, the extra point to the San Jose Sharks. I I, I see that a hundred percent. As, as as being the the final straw uh, or the straw no, that, that, uh, that, that broke I mean, the Camels back, losing a point against Vancouver, it's choking against the Devils. It's it's the five zero oh, and five road trip, and it's the ineffective power play all season long. And you still I mean, have a chance. Granted, we're, to us to be mathematically still alive it's with amazing. all the injuries we've had, it's a remarkable yeah. season. I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm a true Golden Knights fan through and through, but I, I have to see it through my eyes. I was at the Capitals game, sitting there, telling my uh, kids and buddy from work, man, we could see history tonight. Yeah. See Ovechkin score 50 and still win the game. And it, and it came through, man. It was, it was a beautiful night, you know. I didn't get to go last night. I wish I could have, but... Uh, I hope we can win the last three games, but I don't think we're going to do it. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, and, and, it seems, uh, and then, you know, it seems like they can't elevate the puck when they're down low. And, you know, I don't play hockey, so I don't know how hard that is. But it seems like every time down low when they're trying to, to push, push the puck by, they can't get it off the ice. And they're pushing it right into the guy's path. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's what I saw. I, I even... Watch the whole third period again after work today to see if I missed something. Like, you know, I did I was, the same thing. I watched the game back uh, today just to see what uh, contributed to the blown leads uh, in the game, up 3-1 and up 4-2. And there wasn't that obvious mistake, which may frustrate people more than, than even having somebody throw a pizza up the middle and it be intercepted. There wasn't that, that obvious one where, he, oh, I can't believe that happened. If, if only that hadn't happened, uh, you'd be okay. It was just it was a, it was a strange situation. Hey, and you know, our, our season is, is like an NFL team losing their quarterback, wide receiver, and all a whole offensive line all at the same time. Yeah. So for us to be here, man, that shows the depth of our organization. So the future is bright. And I know I, I call and harp on you a little bit all the time, Darren, but it you know, it's it's all in good. You, know, I mean, I, it's, it's, you, you must be full of negativity without me for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I that, thought you might have got – I was wondering if you were telling the truth on the bicycle accident <laughs> because it looked like you were in a boxing match and lost. <laughs> With Lawless. <laughs> that, that's where it is. That's definitely it. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, Ryan, like uh, the, the negativity that must have existed here in the last couple of weeks. No, no. No negativity. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm half full. You're half empty. Uh, and no, you know what Chapman no, is? That's Chapman's hammered. That's, that's not fair at all. I'm not half empty all the time. I'm realistic. <laughs> I think that there's, there's a, a 
a lens of realism that I view everything through. And, you know, I don't necessarily push back too much on your optimism. Um, in certain moments, there are times where I will uh, push back. But, no, I, I mean, listen, the Golden Knights had some ups and downs over the course of the last two weeks. There have been some really good wins. There have been some really tough losses. And, you know, last night was an incredibly tough loss. You know, the fact of the matter is uh, there's there's no dancing around it. There's no skirting it right now. The Golden Knights are, are in a position where they've got to win out and they need help, and that's the reality of the situation. And, you know, I, I, I understand frustration. I, I do. I, I Both things can be true. It, it, is, it is really astounding based on what the Golden Knights have, have dealt with this year that they've given themselves a chance still with three games left. But the frustrating part is they had that game and there were mistakes that happened that took away an opportunity to continue to control their own fate, and that's frustrating. Can I just give a stick tap to the players who, after that devastating occurrence last night, were still on the bench signing their sweaters, jersey off the back, fan appreciation night, and there was emotion, and uh, we caught some of that in the, the, the postgame show uh, with the players. But, man... If if I'm asked to go back out there for that, I'm somebody's have to gonna gonna have to convince me because I am I'm really pained and I give the players all the credit in the world for doing that last night. Yeah, it was a tough spot for sure, and you know again it kind of underpins that these guys are professionals. They they've got a job to do, even the the parts that are really difficult after a big loss. And, yeah, full, full marks to the players for going out there and, and handling that bit of business. Chapman, how do you handle that yesterday if you're a player? Um, probably not very well. There, there, there's a good chance I'm breaking a stick, maybe, yeah. maybe uh, throwing my helmet on the ice. Yeah, I, I'm not handling that well. I'm where, where there with you. We, we would have to be at opposite ends of the benches to, to stop from – instigating uh, the situation with each other. Uh, we're going to take a break. We've got some news about Jack Eichel, some great stuff uh, regarding the Vegas Golden Knights Center, and the Panda, Robin Leonard, has been shut down for the season. We'll tell you exactly why next on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Golden Knights with a three-game road trip to finish up this season need six points and to reel in the likes of the Dallas Stars for the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Uh, the journey starts tomorrow night on Fox Sports Las Vegas against the Dallas Stars. Then it's a Wednesday stop in Chicago before finishing up the season Friday against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, in total, four games in the final six nights, three games in the last four it's uh, a lot on everybody's plate, and the Golden Knights will do this whether they make it or miss out without Robin Leonard. The team releasing this statement today that Leonard is out for the rest of the season. Uh, the goaltender will have shoulder surgery for an injury. The Golden Knights say that they, he sustained on February 8th in that 6 nothing loss to the Calgary Flames. Uh, it goes on to add Robin's done his best to battle through the injury. 
Uh, we were hopeful that rest and rehab would allow him to complete the season. He initially healed and was able to return to play on March 1st, but at times rest and rehab were effective, but ultimately Robin is in consultation uh, with the team and medical staff determined that uh, this is the best course of action. Logan Thompson is your goaltender for the final three games. Does he play the back-to-back? Yuri Patera has been recalled uh, to uh, supply the tandem for the Vegas Golden Knights, but it sure does look like Logan Thompson is the goaltender that the playoff hopes will ride on for uh, the next few games with Robin Leonard succumbing to the injury. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that Logan Thompson is is the guy uh, from now until the end of the year. I think obviously the what happens against Dallas is going to play a pivotal role in whether or not Logan will play both ends of the back-to-back. If you win, I, I don't think you go away from Logan Thompson. I, you trust in, in, in young legs. You trust in his ability to bounce back and have a big game. And you, you're talking about a guy that, you know, is, is used to playing on back-to-back days based on, uh, some of his recent work in the AHL. So uh, I think you're in a good spot there. Um, you know, and then as, as far as, as everything going on with Robin Leonard, the only take here that, that really means anything that matters is uh, you recognize how much Robin battled to, to be with his teammates. You recognize how much he put himself through in order to go out night in and night out and try to help this team win. Uh, it should be commended. We, we talk about players that play through injuries all the time, and, and when they get results, we, we herald them. Uh, when the results maybe don't go your way, it, it becomes a point of contention. But the fact of the matter is Robin Leonard showed up every day for this Golden Knights team, for his teammates in the room. And you know what? You, your only hope is that everything goes well with the surgery. He's able to get back to the level we know Robin Leonard can play at and comes back next year stronger than ever. And just to take it a, a, a little bit deeper, uh, we all remember the report a couple of days ago uh, in which the Golden Knights were coming off a victory and uh, had a great practice, but Robin Leonard wasn't there. And it cited that uh, Robin Leonard required surgery for a lower body injury that uh, was sustained against the Philadelphia Flyers. Remember the five-game road trip? Uh, that was uh, game number one. Uh, the Golden Knights very... Uh, up front today that this was uh, surgery, season-ending surgery, but on uh, Robin Leonard's shoulder. So I, I think you can take it, uh, one, that, uh, that the shoulder is bothering him e- enough, but uh, number two, that it's an upper body injury, not a lower body injury. It's, it's kind of weird, like people are right, but you're wrong at the same time. And, and we all fall into this uh, right now. Uh, does it matter? Robin Leonard's not going to play the rest of the year. So uh, that's the result. Does it matter that it's an upper body or lower body injury? Probably not uh, in, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, where it would get a little concerning is Robin had a procedure on his shoulder a couple of years ago. Uh, they cleaned it out. They made it effective. Uh, I, I went through all the, the story posts today, uh, and Darren Elliott can, can back me up on this because he was right beside me and he was annoyed that I wasn't being uh, involved in our conversation because I was looking at this. Uh, I couldn't find whether it was right shoulder or left shoulder, shoulder, and I couldn't find whether it was right shoulder or left shoulder this time around uh, other than it's, a, it's an upper body injury that will shut down Robin Leonard for the rest of this season. Yeah, it's it's tough for the Golden Knights because you you would have hoped, right, that you'd have your number one goaltender with three and, and perhaps the biggest game of the year coming up on uh, tomorrow against the Dallas Stars. And, you know, now you turn to Logan Thompson, who 
himself has had some pivotal moments down the stretch here for the Golden Knights in providing consistency uh, from that position anyway. And you know what? Uh, it was a tough, tough game for Logan Thompson to lose last night. But if I'm betting on anyone to bounce back and have themselves an absolute whale of a game, it'd be Logan Thompson tomorrow against Dallas. Uh, Logan Thompson doesn't have to win that game tomorrow night. He doesn't have to win the game against the Chicago Blackhawks. There'll be more pressure on him against the, the St. Louis Blues on Friday if it comes to that because of uh, what the situation will be if you're able to pick up the first two wins of this three-game road trip. But the way that the Golden Knights have been able to score goals lately and uh, the continued progress of, of Max Pacioretty, who I thought was outstanding in both games uh, this weekend. Uh, Chandler Stevenson has his 20 goals. Uh, we're talking uh, uh, Jonathan Marshall knocking in the door of his 30-goal season. Uh, Mark Stone, even though he hit the side of the net yesterday, I thought that was his best game since he's been back yesterday. Uh, I, I really do believe that Logan Thompson has uh, a margin for error uh, that maybe that hasn't existed for other goaltenders in similar situations. Yeah, I mean, on, on the surface, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, However, I, I do look at the Dallas Stars as being a team that is histor uh, historically stingy against the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, Vegas does not score much when it comes to Dallas. Uh, the Stars are a team that, that can pack the middle of the ice. They are a team that will give Vegas the outside as much as, as Vegas wants it. So uh, in order to get to Jake Ottinger, who himself has been playing pretty well uh, over the last couple of starts, um, you know, the Golden Knights are going to have to get to the middle of the ice, and that's going to be where the game is won or lost. I, 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 I do agree that it's not going to be solely on Logan Thompson, but when everything's said and done tomorrow with the season legitimately on the line with a loss, Logan Thompson's going to have to be better than Jake Ottinger. There's, there's really no two ways about that. Uh, we also uh, are continuing to keep an eye on Jack Eichel, who today was named the Professional Hockey Writers Association, uh, the Las Vegas chapter, as the Masterton Trophy nominee for the Vegas Golden Knights. And this goes to the player uh, who displays the uh, most perseverance and dedication to the sport of hockey. And we all know uh, about the journey. And it's a just uh, honor for uh, one Jack Eichel to come back from the artificial disc replacement process with the first player in the National Hockey League to ever go through that. Yeah, I mean... It's funny because it's a testament to Jack Eichel and, and how how supremely talented he is and, and how well he has played since coming back from that injury that I think we almost forget uh, that the surgery he had was first of its kind for an NHL player. We forget that you know he, he had been on the shelf for next to almost a year uh, and has come back and, and been productive and you know maybe that production's uh, stalling a little bit here over the last couple of games when everything gets a little bit tighter but you know the fact of the matter is Jack Eichel has has made an impact for the Vegas Golden Knights I think he'll be even better come next season with a full training camp and and no real distractions or uncertainty about his future and uh, if what you're seeing right now is just scratching the surface for Jack Eichel. Golden Knights fans should be pretty excited for that. Uh, what do you think of the idea of taking Jack away from uh, the uh, the big boys? I mean, it, it sparked Mark Stone a little bit, I think. Chandler yeah. Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those those three guys have such great chemistry that I, I think the only way 
that that you can kind of create that balance, especially in your top six, is is to keep Jack away from Mark Stone for the time being. They just they did not click right away, and, and Jack's had chemistry at various times with Evgeny Dodonov. So um, I, I think it made a lot of sense. Obviously, you can't really argue with the results uh, through you know a period and a game ish. Uh, but I would imagine that it's going to be same lines for the Golden Knights up front. Uh, that is assuming Keegan Colasar is able to go for Vegas as well. Do you have an idea, a gut feeling, on who the hero is for Vegas tomorrow night in the biggest game of the year against the Dallas Stars? So I, I've been kind of banging the, the Jonathan Marcheseau drum for a while. Um, yeah, he just seems like that guy. He's been that guy traditionally here for this organization, but um, the way the season's gone, if there's going to be a hero, I'm putting my hat in early for Evgeny Dodonov. Like, I'm at the point right now where I might just call my line a day ahead uh, because the way that it's written for Evgeny Dodonov, every single big moment that the Golden Knights have needed, he's been the guy that's been involved in some way, including earlier on in the year with a big overtime goal against Dallas in Dallas. So, uh, I'll, I'll run with recency bias and Evgeny Dodonov. And remember that game in Dallas in which the Vegas Golden Knights uh, got off to uh, one win in the first handful of games and then played Colorado, beat the Avalanche, and they had the plane issues. And they had to go back downtown to, to Denver, stay overnight, and fly into Dallas the day of the game. And those are, are not good situations, and it wasn't a, a great vibe around the team uh, at the time because that was when everybody seemed to be getting injured uh, on every single night. And Vegas found a way to win that game almost out of nowhere. Uh, Laurent Brassois was outstanding that night. He was, uh, he was the first star. But then Vegas able to, to win that game. That's sort of what, what the, the odds are against them right now. When, when you look back to that situation on that particular night, there's a lot of similarity to tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it, you know, we we look at these different scenarios and situations that the Golden Knights have dealt with throughout the the year, and, and losing players and having to come through with big games and in in key moments and and getting wins when maybe they didn't play their best or or overcoming a bad loss and, and turning it into a win the next game. Um, everything that the Golden Knights have been through, all the adversity. It all comes to a head tomorrow against the Dallas Stars. All the lessons you could have learned from this season need to be learned and implemented and focused on tomorrow when the Golden Knights take on the Dallas Stars because there is no margin for error now when it comes to the Golden Knights this season. What's that song in the background right now? It's the Rolling Stones. Yeah. What's the name of that song? Start Me Up. There we are. That's what we'll do. We got a player starting back up, and he had a huge effort uh, yesterday. The play of the day continues uh, on the VGK Insider Show in hour number one on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevenson centered. Eichel scores! It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. For this, we go back to last night and uh, a goal that helped uh, cement the top-line status of the fourth unit. Uh, William Carrier back on the ice and producing for the Golden Knights. Marabanov lost it. Watt comes in with Kolasar left side, back across. Carrier scores! Big smile for William Carrier. Knights three, Sharks one. Ten minutes to go in the second. And you wondered at that time, or you were hopeful at that time, 
that that was the the straw uh, that was going to put that one away uh, for the Golden Knights. Could they add to it? Could they build on that? Ends up uh, being uh, a two-goal lead that uh, would not last uh, through the end of the night, but a great sign for William Carrier returning to the lineup. I thought Will Carrier was was probably through the first 40 minutes one of the most noticeable skaters for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. The, the fourth line was really clicking. They were they were in on the forecheck, big hits. Obviously, that goal was a thing of beauty. Maybe some of the best passing we've seen uh, on a goal whole year, especially from the fourth line for the Vegas Golden Knights. And I I tweeted it out. The next time somebody laments about a lack of hitting or a lack of physicality on the fourth line. I'm just going to point them to that goal because that is a goal that only this iteration of the Vegas Golden Knights fourth line could score. There is skill on display and that's what you want. Now you wonder whether or not uh, that fourth line will be intact uh, for tomorrow's game against the Dallas Stars after Keegan Colasar left early uh, in the uh, in the game last night was not available in the third period. So we'll see what uh, Pete DeBoer does with his juggling. Uh, we know that uh, that they've been uh, effective in plopping people into that spot and being able to uh, come up with some uh, different combinations. So uh, hopefully uh, Keegan Kolasar is able to uh, to go tomorrow night. Uh, Logan Thompson is the guy, and we know that uh, the Panda had uh, some surgery and is uh, not going to be available for the rest of the year. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show is coming up. Uh, thanks for letting me hang out with you guys. Uh, with uh, failing hands, I hand it off to you. Uh, to take it the rest of the way. Can't wait to listen to what uh, the game rating is, as well as uh, one-timers and the push to the playoffs on Fox Sports Las Vegas.